Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the D1 Only Podcast presented by TAP, Thoughts, Actions and Progress. My name is Eduardo Villalpando and I'm your host and I want to thank our sponsor TAP for making this possible. Also thanks to all the listeners for being here with us. Today we got ourselves a very special guest, Trey Hildebrand. Thank you for being here, man, and welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. For sure. Trey is originally from San Antonio, Texas, and is now a NCAA Division One student athlete at the University of Central Florida. He won the ITA National Championships in Orlando last semester, and is currently ranked as one of the best collegiate players in the nation. So just congrats on a great career so far, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. It means a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, as you know, I've previously had your teammates as guests, Alan Rubio, Gabriel DeCamps, Bogdan Pavel, Michael Sokolovsky. Shout out to all of them. And also, I'm planning to get Juan Pablo and Basile. So, hopefully, sooner rather than later, I get to have all of your team on the podcast. But I guess let's just start talking about your decision to go to UCF, being ranked as the number two recruit in the USA, which is a position, I imagine, where you can basically go wherever you want. How did you decide going to UCF was the path you wanted to take? Well, I mean, I've always liked a place where it's warm, first of all, so I had to go somewhere it was hot. Um, I I really like Florida. I really like the area around Orlando where UCF is at. I love the school. I mean, it's a really nice place to be. It's a big campus, and I really like everything about it. Um, for tennis-wise, I mean, the coach, John, I have... Um, was talking to him for a little bit before I came here and I mean he just seemed like the right coach to be with he I know he's coached some pros over the years I know he's um, seen a lot of tennis at the high level so I knew he would be probably be the best person for me uh, to establish my game and just get it better overall nice and would you say that since an early age your main goal as a as a tennis player, of course, aside from being a pro, was to play collegiate tennis? Because I imagine, like, that's something that happens a lot in the States, you know, that since your junior days, players, like, really want to get into the NCAA and play, which is, like, the complete opposite to some of, like, the international recruits. I remember Gabriel telling me a little bit about how people, when he went to UCF, people thought it was, like, like, people have just a, a misconception about the about college athletics. Would you say that was the case for you just in terms of being eyeing the NCAA since your junior days? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, from a young age, I've always kind of wanted to be a pro and kind of like try to play pro tennis. But I think I've always wanted, I've always wanted to go to college. Even when I was doing well in the Grand Slams, I mean, I, I always wanted to go to college and I always knew this is where I wanted to be. I didn't want to skip college. I wanted to get a degree and I wanted to get an education as well. So, I mean... I decided to go to college. I think that was always my plan. Nice. Even I mean, when I was a kid. Did you ever consider staying in Texas or not really? Because there are some great schools over there. I did. I I was um, talking to a few schools down there, but um, overall, I kind of like John. I I liked UCF um, a little bit more. I thought that this is the right place to be, so I decided to come here. But yeah, I was definitely close to playing in Texas. Nice. So you're based in in San Antonio, right? Yeah, San Antonio. Yeah, I actually like, what is it? I think it's UTSA, right? University of Texas at San Antonio. I think uh, that's, that's a nice thing. Did, did you ever get to visit there or not really? Not really. I didn't really look um, yeah, no, there. I mean, too good. I didn't really, yeah, we never really <laughs> kind of, yeah, we never really talked to them at all. <laughs> so, I mean, prior to college, you were competing in the ITF Junior Circuit, being ranked as high as 31 in the world. But, I mean, once you transition to the NCAA, it's like a completely different kind of vibe, you know? 
How would you uh, compare the junior and college environments? And I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily talking about just the tennis, tennis, but life in general. I mean, it's different. I mean, the the level is different. You're playing against older people. There's a lot, of, you know, right when you're playing juniors around kids that are like 16, 17, 18, all around your age, you know, we're all teenagers kind of growing up into men. And I mean, uh, college is definitely different because you're around older guys. You'll see like 22, 23 year olds. And I mean, you'll play against guys. You could be like 18 years old playing against a 22 year old, you know? So, I mean, it's all, it's all different right here. The, the culture is different. I mean, And the atmosphere is different when you play college matches. It's a, it's a lot different. I mean, it's a lot to get used to. But, I mean, I feel like I've adapted pretty well into it, and I, I really like what we're doing here. Yeah. Do you think you've matured more in your time at UCF than you did while you were traveling the World Playing Juniors? I think so. I mean, I definitely matured playing juniors and traveling everywhere and just seeing, like, all the different cultures and what was going on. But, I mean, I think college has turned just – Maybe turn me into more of a grown up, and I feel like I've just matured a lot, and I'm becoming a a good a good guy. You know, I mean, just growing up every day. Yeah, and would you say, would you say, when you were in high school, you were more athletically inclined, and academics kind of took a backseat for you? Because I mean, I've had several players on the podcast, and the vast majority has admitted to me that yeah, that was their case, and perhaps it was what hurt them the first couple of months when starting as a freshman in school. I mean, my freshman year of school was pretty good for me. I think I did pretty well in all my classes. But, I mean, yeah, growing up, I've – I don't want to say I put tennis first, but, I mean, I was obviously more into tennis and more focused on tennis growing up to see how, like, how good I can get. Yeah, sometimes I did put academics aside, which isn't always the best thing to do, but I did it. Yeah, for sure. And especially because you were going to go to any school you wanted – Well, playing tennis, so basically as long as you were a good SAT, basically you were set, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and how much would you say your routine changed when you transitioned from junior to college? And what I'm talking about is basically, I don't know if while you were a junior, you were practicing more tennis hours throughout the day, and now that you're in college, you're practicing less, but focusing more on other aspects of your life as well? Yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends. Hours are more or less the same. Maybe um, I was a little more juniors playing hours wise but I mean that I had to adapt to my body also because I didn't, I didn't want to get hurt very much and sometimes too much you can get hurt so I mean I'm definitely been taking care of my body and I know um, here in college I have a lot more coaches and I have a lot more trainers and I have a lot there's a lot more assets that I can use to help my body um, get stronger and just be able to recover faster and be my best for when we play what's a what's a regular day like for you in college Um, well, we practice kind of varies from eight to nine, eight to nine. We start, but it depends. Um, sometimes we usually start at eight thirty. We go to about eleven thirty, twelve, I think. And sometimes we have an individual in the afternoon. Um, but that's only about like twice a week. And then I kind of, I just have time for like homework school after we have classes after, but obviously not right now because of the Corona, but that's when we get our homework and stuff done. Wait, so, so prior to the corona, or I don't know if you're still doing it, how many classes are you taking per semester? Uh, four, we take four. So that's like a pretty light schedule, right? Like you will say like that you're comfortable in that in, in that schedule? Yeah, and I've gotten used to it, so I mean, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm all good. Yeah, and have you ever used the university resources? Because I think that's a lot of 
that sometimes that's what student athletes don't understand that the university actually offers like lots of resources and even if you're struggling with one class they can actually help you and i don't know assign you a tutor or something like that have you ever used any of those yeah. resources mm-hmm. yeah no they assign athletes we have really good advisors that help us a lot and keep us up to date with our classes and our work um they've done a very good job for me um and they also always schedule tutors for us whenever we need it which i i have done in the past and i'm still currently i have a tutor in one class right now so um yeah they, they help a lot and they're always really handy to have nice and have i mean feel free to don't answer this question if, if you want of course but in the in the podcast we focus a lot we like to focus a lot on the mental health aspect for student athletes because i feel that you go to so much in one day just like doing stuff from like 7 a.m all the way to like 6 p.m it can be like very overwhelming at times so sometimes student athletes take for granted the fact that there's like Sorry. there's a, like people you can talk to and stuff like that have you ever used the university resources in that aspect just like from a mental strength or mental health standpoint no i haven't really used it for that i mean I just yeah, usually use my coaches and my teammates for that. My my friends on the team, they they've been a, have done a good job of keeping me stable and just like really keep myself um, calm. I've gotten overwhelmed, you know. Just uh, they're always there, so it's always good to have them. Before we continue with our season five episode of the D One Only podcast presented by Tap, we want to talk to you about our sponsor, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress, who provide the opportunity to any athlete around the world to build their own mental health program. TAP, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress offers self-thought manuals focused on the athlete's mindset growth. TAP give athletes the opportunity to create their own mental health program, and these are manuals adapted for different levels and at an affordable price. TAP has two books right now on Amazon, the junior and rookie versions. Go check them out. And also go to www.tapmindset.com as well as TAP Mindset on Instagram. Go check it out. Basically, um, you're a junior now at UCF. At any point in your collegiate career, have you struggled balancing athletics and academics or not really? Um, every once in a while, I'll get a little bit um, overwhelmed. That's partly my problem because I tend to procrastinate a little bit. But uh, no, they've usually done a good job of keeping it well balanced and always giving us enough time for whatever we need and So I haven't really had two issues with that yet. And I don't really think I will have any issues with that, honestly. <laughs> All right. What's your major again? Sorry, I didn't get to ask you that. Uh, right now it's psychology. I just switched it okay. a lot this year. Psychology now, yeah. What, what was your previous major? Kinesiology. Okay, so after two years. and But like I, I, I imagine they're like related. You have like related classes between both, right? Or not really? Not really. I mean, more psychology is more. I'm taking more psychology classes, and I mean, it is a little bit different. Kinesiology, I was taking some science classes and learning more about the body, and psychology, we learn more about the mind and like how it works and stuff. All right. Um, so, I mean, I got this theory that UCF is one of the teams with the most potential in the nation. I mean, I think it's pretty like evident that I like like I like your team by the amount of players I've had interviewed on the podcast. You guys have done like in previous years good making the NCAA tournament and got, having great performances individually. But what will 
what would you say you guys are missing in order to take that next level and start competing for national championships? Because, I mean, on paper, your team is one of the strongest in the country. And like as I previously mentioned, I, I, I'm a really big supporter of you guys. Yeah, um, well, in the past, I mean, we, coming into college as a freshman, I, I was on a team with just freshmen and sophomores. So, I mean, we were young. We were talented. We were young. So, I mean, we, we've been maturing a lot. And we've been able, to, been able to work hard and stay focused throughout practice, throughout the entire practice. And we've been having really good practices lately. And, I mean, I just think our team is we're gonna, we're be older now, so we're just maturing a lot more. We're maturing every day. And that's going to help us a lot, a lot along the line this season when it comes down to hard matches and close matches. I think we're going to be able to do, stay calm and stay focused and be able, to, be able to get through these some of these matches. Yeah. So is this the year then? <laughs> I mean, I hope so, man. I really <laughs> hope so. Um, so this is something many people actually like to know. Um, I've asked the same question to your teammates as well. What's it like playing the home games at the USA National Campus? Because, man, I actually think that elevates the hype on you guys, you know, as not only having great players, but also having a facility like that as your home courts. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to have the USTM. Yeah, I mean, they're nice enough to um, let us use their side when they can't use our side sometimes. I mean, we're... And they're... The facility is really nice, obviously, so it's always nice to play in a really good venue. And, you know, I mean, and I really like the atmosphere out there. It's good for us. And we like it. We've gotten used to it. So, so do you prefer those courts on the campus courts? I don't know, man. I like both. I mean, I'm, I like both. Yeah. I think I think the UST might be a little bit slower than the campus ones, so I mean, I'm not, but I'm not sure. I mean, I do like both, and we play on both, and I'm comfortable with both. All right. Uh, so just a couple of more questions before we get to the final segment of the podcast episode presented by Tap Thoughts, Actions and Progress. Back in November, you got to win the ITA National Fall Championships between your teammate and also former D1 only guest, Gabriel De Camps. How weird was that just playing him in the final? And also, I don't know if you could talk about the semester overall and how weird was it with all the COVID regulations and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely a lot of rules and a lot of um, things we had to follow. And a lot of protocol that we had to go through. We were getting crunch tested every week. So, I mean, it definitely was a different kind of lifestyle, I guess. But, um, you know, we had really good practice in the fall. Our coaches were able to really focus on – I think there was a group of, like, five of us that were here. So, they really focused on the five of us. They got us a lot better. And we were, we were training really, really hard. And I think this is probably the strongest I've been since I've been in college. And, I mean, I think it's just really – the fall was really good for us. And it really helped all of us. And to have – An all all night final at the at that tournament is really special, uh, not only for me and Gabe but for the program as well. And I mean, I mean, it wasn't really too weird playing Gabe in the final because we we see each other practice every day. So I mean, it's kind of like any other practice match. We were just playing um, just with more like TV, uh, the cameras and stuff, and general fires. Mm-hmm. But it was a very very good match, and I was just happy to get the win. Wait, did you get it in three sets? Yeah, it was three sets. Damn, that's crazy. I remember seeing, like, I wasn't following the, I was following the match on Twitter. I remember, like, the ITA just posting, like, highlight videos every, like, I don't know, 15 minutes of just, like, crazy points from you guys. Really? That's great. And so we'll wrap up the, the episode in a second. This is kind of a new dynamic in the podcast where we let a member of the audience ask a question to you. Uh-huh. And is the following. Uh, what's the party environment like in UCF and how do you decide when to go out and when to stay in? 
Can you say that again? Sorry. Yeah. Um, what's the party environment like in UCF and how do you decide when to go out and when to stay in? The party environment, huh? That's a, that's a question. Um, well, as of right now, I mean, for the past like year since COVID hit, I mean, we haven't really been doing any of that stuff. We try to stay away from that because obviously there's a lot of people that have Corona that, that they don't even know it and that they can pass it on. And we're really trying to stay um, out of all that stuff because if we get it, we could give it to all of our teammates and, um, It could really hurt our season if we get it at a bad time. So we're trying to stay away, just trying to stay safe and trying to stay as healthy as possible for the season. Nice. So you do have like pretty crazy protocols, I imagine, throughout the season, right? Like especially now that is the spring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, regiments we need to follow and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you could like expand a little bit on that and just like being in terms of what in in terms of just being in the weight room, in terms of being in the locker room, or how is it? Well, I mean, just masks and social distancing. When we when we practice, we try to stay like six. I mean, well, not at practice, but we're sitting on the benches. We only limit like a couple of guys to a bench to stay social distance. We wear masks whenever we go out. We just try to stay, um, just stay safe. Yeah. All right, that's dope. So this is the last segment of the podcast. Basically, it's called the D One Five presented by Tap. It's just five rapid fire questions. You can answer them as fast as you can. Okay. Texas or Florida? Texas. Favorite doubles partner at UCF? Barton Pavel. Favorite college memory? Um, <sighs> winning the fall championships. Yeah. Other than tennis related, what profession would you like to attempt? Uh, coaching. Most listened artist at the moment? Perfect. Wait, if but is professional tennis something you actually want to pursue once you're done with your collegiate career? Yeah, when I finish college, I'll see where I'm at and see uh, how much I can try to play pro. Um, who knows where I'm going to be on a couple of years? So I mean, I have a couple of years uh, still left here, but I mean, that's the plan. I'm going to try to go pro after college and see how it goes and see where I can take myself. Nice, man. Yeah, well, that's actually all I got for you today, man. I'll be following along throughout the entire season. Hopefully, you guys get good results. And yeah, man, you you got my full support. Thanks, Thank you for taking the time. And thanks to all the listeners for tuning in to another episode of the D1 Only podcast presented by TAP. And see you guys next time. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it.